everyone, it's Benji here. I just want to let you guys know that the Budget Overland podcast is uh, no more. Uh, ended that back in February 2024. I just wanted to come on here and give you guys a disclaimer as to not buy anything from Budget Overland Official. The only two things that you should be able to join is the Facebook group, and that is under groups, and it's called Budget Overland. You have to ask to join. It's still up and operational. And then BudgetOverlandPortal.com will still be up and operational until the domain name runs out, which I believe is good till 2026. Anything, everything else that's Budget Overland out there, please don't support. Please don't buy. It's either spam, scam, or something else. Uh, just want to let you guys know, I did start a new podcast called Newfound Overland. It's available on all major platforms. Love to have you over there. Uh, just kind of disclaimer here, guys, up front before you get into today's episode. There's a lot of gold out here. You know, every episode we had some good guests and good topics. So I don't want to discourage you guys from listening further. So please do. And I'd love to see you over on Newfound Overland. Bye-bye. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll... Welcome back to another episode of the Budgerland Podcast. I'm your host, Benji, and this is Overland Shenanigans. Fun little show we have here every Monday. Let's see what kind of shenanigans we'll get into today, blah, blah, blah. I'm exhausted, guys. It's my Sunday night at 7.22 p.m., and I've yet, yet to sit down and relax. Guys, happy Monday to each and every one of you, wherever you're at in the world. It is Rito Week. If you know what that means, you're cool, and if you're going, you're even cooler. Uh, guys, I'm so pumped for Rendezvous in the Ozarks this year. Uh, we're doing a BO Hangout Friday night. We've got over like $1,500 or $2,000 worth of giveaways. Thanks to all our generous sponsors and people within our Budget Overland community who've reached out that don't want recognition. And they were like, hey, where can I send you this stuff so I can uh, give it away for you at your uh, at event? I love that about Budget Overland, especially uh, you know the Facebook group and Instagram and all that stuff. People are very community-minded. Whenever we do these events and stuff or go to events, people show up. And uh, it's a fun hangout for sure. Last year we did one uh, kind of similar. It was very last minute, but we didn't do any giveaways. And uh, this year's going to be more of a party. If you guys want to bring uh, your uh, own own beverages of choice, wine, whiskeys, whatever you want, uh, bring a chair, bring some snacks if you want to. Uh, if you do have a Devos light or a, uh, a telescoping light in general, bring it. I want to light that place up. Um, you know, we're going to meet there at 7 p.m. in front of the main stage in that area. Hopefully, I'll bring a, a banner or two uh, so you guys know where to go. And, if, of course, if you guys see multiple lights, and uh, I'm going to bring some music, too. We'll play some uh, music. Um, and uh, you guys can just come over there, hang out. 7 p.m. sharp. Be sure to grab a ticket that goes for our free raffle. I think we're going to do the free raffle around 745. We're going to stop handing out tickets at about 730. So show up early and uh, get you get your uh, chance to win something cool. And the thing about the 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 raffle or whatever is there's so many um, raffles. So or so many so many raffles, so many items, I guess, to raffle off. So anyway. Guys, it is my Sunday night. It is 724. I'm exhausted. I just got done working on my 4Runner yet again. It's a third-gen Toyota 4Runner. And uh, you guys are probably asking yourself, dang, (laughs) this poor guy has been working on this all the time. What the heck, man? So I just went camping this weekend with Baker Overland and Jacob from Eagles Overlanding and Justin from Camp S'more Places. Um, And uh, I went Saturday night and went the whole weekend, so I was able to escape for Saturday night. And uh, on the way there, it was a little squirrely on the road. As most of you guys know, I had mud trains on there uh, last week 
And this past Monday, I swapped them over for some all-terrains that I've had on a work truck that are more evenly worn. I've pretty much replaced everything on the entire front end, and it just it's just not right. It was pushing me all over the interstate. It was super, super sketchy. So today I came home, threw it in my shop, um, and took it all apart. Um, the, the inner tie rods were completely shot. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that's my problem. That rack is an OEM Toyota rack. Uh, it was brand new last, um, September. And, um, because of the way every other component in the front end was, it weakened the inner tie rods. That's my only guess. I, I don't wheel very hard in this. Uh, most of you guys know this last summer, and even um, kind of the spring, I didn't do a lot of trips because I was constantly working on trying to get this thing dialed in because it was super dangerous. Super, is, it is super dangerous to drive, and uh, I, you know, the the most important thing is to have a reliable vehicle whenever you're doing this stuff. And my rig, it's a 2000 Toyota Far Runner with 200, no, 320,000 miles. And uh, as far as I know, the transmission and the engine are a hundred percent original. Everything else, um, you know, I, I redid the gears and everything, um, everything else on it, bushings, everything. Uh, I'm going to do a video, a walk around video. I keep saying this because there's so many things that have been done to this pig um, that have really <laughs> racked my brain on trying to um, diagnose this thing. So hopefully, guys, I'm, I'm there. I hope that this is going to fix it. I'm going to go out tomorrow on the interstate and drive it and, uh, you know, if I can go 70 miles an hour and it's smooth as silk, that's perfect. Um, so anyway, we're leaving Wednesday for rendezvous. We're going to do a little uh, light wheeling out the the Ozarks and then show up probably Thursday evening to Mulberry Mountain. And I am super stoked, guys. I've already said that. We've got four voicemails today. I'm all over the place, by the way. I apologize. Uh, we've got four voicemails today. They look pretty lengthy, which I love it. So thank you guys for taking time out of your days to call. If you guys do want to call in the uh, the voicemail, it's kind of set up like an old school telephone line, uh, you know, back on the radio. Uh, you guys could call in and, and ask uh, questions, say hello, um, tell me what's going on in your overland world. The phone number for that is 314-266-9536. I'll say it again slower. 314-266-9536. Call 24-7, seven days a week. Holidays are open. So Whatever you guys want, just go straight to voicemail, ask me all those things. We'll get into voicemails here in a little bit. Um, there was a couple other things. This month is, uh, or we do a monthly insider deals thing where I try to, to link up with companies and get discounts for the community, the BO community. And that's only exclusive through an email system. So if you guys go to budgetoverlandportal.com, Lee or in the top left, I believe if you're on a PC, it's, it might be the same if you're on your phone, but you can, uh, <coughs> excuse me, sign up for our monthly email. This month is Devos and they sell more than just lights, folks. They got collapsible fire pits. They've got uh, outdoor TV or outdoor projector screens. I should say they're offering our community 30% off of those. If you guys have noticed the little lens deals that snap over the light rangers, there's red, yellow, and orange or amber, if you will. I think it's a three pack. Uh, they're they're uh, selling it to our community for twenty percent off. You could also get the solar charger that snaps on top for twenty percent off, and then any light ranger, I think eight hundred lumens and twelve hundred lumens, is fifteen percent off. All the codes are in the email. I try to do two blasts a month. The first will be on. 
the first Friday of each month and the third Friday of each month in case you missed out or did not sign up. So go over there and sign up. It's not too late yet. All these deals, all the uh, codes for Devos expire at the end of this month. So go get on that while you can. Secondly, if you haven't already, you already know what I'm going to say. Go over to budget. Go over to. Uh, see, I threw you off there because I threw myself off. Go over to Apple Podcast. Leave Budget Overland Podcast a review. It really helps push the show and the content. And also, if people are on the fence about kind of uh, listening to this thing, it'll help encourage them to listen. Uh, go leave a review, a written review, and uh, that will go towards um, our Super Swag Pack. We'll do every 50 reviews, we'll do a Super Swag Pack giveaway. And once we hit 200, we're going to do a Super Swag Pack giveaway plus, which means you'll get everything the Super Swag Pack offers Plus, you'll get a quad, four hose, tire inflator, deflator kit, thanks to our partners, Morflate, for this kind of um, incentive, if you will. It's a fun incentive. Um, so thanks for Morflate. And if you guys want to, if you're looking for an air compressor, a hose system, or any kind of uh, related items for that, go check out Morflate. And uh, if you guys want to save 15% on anything in the store, use code BUDGET at checkout. So... Show them that you're uh, supporting them because they're stepping up and supporting us for this fun little giveaway. Once we get there, it'll be a minute. Uh, But yeah, guys, we're still at 141 reviews. That means nobody went over last week to leave a review, which is shame, shame, shame. Go figure that out. If you are a Spotify listener or an Amazon listener or whatever, um, surely you can make an account without having an Apple account. I'm not sure how. If you guys crack the code, call the hotline, 314-266-9536. All right, guys, we're going to get some voicemails. Daddy's hungry and thirsty. It is dang near 8 o'clock. Here is voicemail Unero. Uno, I guess. I don't know. Stick around. Here we go. Hey there. I was listening to your Thursday backpacking episode where you asked uh, if anybody had had problems with a rooftop tent uh, attempting to fold in high winds, and my wife and I did. A couple of years ago, when all those tornadoes went through Kentucky, we were camping at Ocracoke with our Smitty Belt. And we went to bed that evening. The tent was kind of arranged north to south, and we were getting it in the back of the tent, and it was fine, the wind. But we woke up at about 4.30 in the morning. The wind had flipped the other way and was coming from the north, um, 30 miles an hour with 60-mile-an-hour gusts. Mm. And... Yes, the floor of the tent, the wind was catching it and flipping it up um, about 20, 30 degrees. And yes, the ladder did fold in underneath it. And yes, I did have to make a flying leap out of it in order to get out of the tent. And what I learned from that was to take a ratchet strap and hook one end to the bracket where the ladder attaches to the floor of the tent and run the other end around the spokes of my rim. And you don't want to tighten it down to the point where it'll, you know, break the hinge on the tent. But you just kind of want to keep it open nice and flat, and you kind of want to pin the ladder in um, between the floor and the ground there. And it makes the ladder a lot more stable and never have had a problem with the floor, you know, bouncing up in the wind. Hope that helps. If you've ever had that happen, that'll put an end to it. Very Um, cool. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you later. 
All right, man. Appreciate your call. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of overlook this thing, and I'm glad you called in because my scenario was kind of the same. Uh, the wind was coming from like the north or something like that, and then it shifted in the middle of the night. Um, you know, that's why I kind of set my clamshell up facing that away to deflect the wind. And then obviously, whenever the wind shifted, it was like <laughs> it it was trying to murder me. So thanks for calling in guys. This is stuff that is, you know, if you're new to this or if you've never experienced it, this is just stuff that you need to keep in the back of your head. Uh, this stuff could happen. So, uh, I appreciate the tip with the ladder. That's a smoking idea. Uh, thanks for calling in. Truly appreciate it. Let's get to the second caller. Hey, Benji, this is Phil calling the budget overland hotline, leaving my name and my question. <laughs> I was just looking here at the, uh, Facebook group, and I see someone was asking about living on the road for a year while they have a home being built on their property. What are your thoughts on living on the road for an extended period of time and what the biggest expense aside from fuel costs would be? You have the National Parks Pass for $80, where you can go ahead and disperse camp in many national parks. I think the second only, the second biggest expense at that point, aside from fuel, would be food mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that and how would you expect somebody to shower while they're on the road i recommend a you know, truck stop showers or a gym membership what are your thoughts on that have a great week talk to you soon hey man appreciate the call this is a, this is awesome uh so i i don't know if i could opt um to live for a year or, or even months on in while my house was getting built i like to go out for a little bit, if, if able to, I've not done anything like crazy long, uh, you know, four or five nights is kind of all I've ever done, maybe a week at a time. Um, so I'm more of a weekend warrior and I have to come home to a base. Um, but to answer your question about, you know, where to camp and what's the big expenses and all that, I would say you're right. It's probably, you know, gas and food's the number one thing. Uh, but with the BLM land, and there's a lot of loopholes with uh, camping. If you ever guys go to like your national parks and stuff like that, you can go in and kind of see what uh, requirements and uh, what their rules are. Sometimes you could camp in the woods for months. Uh, as long as you abide by their rules, you have to, you know, move X amount of yards or even feet, um, to, to do that. And with the BLM land, as far as like boondocking and stuff, those guys kind of do the same thing. They'll go out, uh, stay at a place as long as they legally can. And they'll just drive down the road for a little bit and then just kind of just do a little circle. And I know there's different, uh, you know, rules and stipulations for different States and countries. And as far as showering and hygiene and stuff like that, absolutely, man, if you're doing a gym membership or like, uh, if you do got like a love's reward, uh, like gas stations and stuff like that. Uh, that's cool too. I know for, uh, for most people try to try to do what they can, you know, with their rig. But a lot of times, like for me, I don't have a shower system. So I think, uh, like a gym membership would work out good. Um, even like you said, like with a gas station or like a truck stop, I mean, um, would work out very well. Um, and also while you're at the gas stations, fill up with water. It should be free, right? So that's really cool stuff like that. And then of course your food. Um, and I, I know for me, I could, I could do, um, uh, multiple meals with really minimal, um, stuff. I'm not, I'm an easy pleaser. So whatever. Very good. Hopefully I touched on some of the things you were mentioning there. Um, but man, call in guys, see if you guys could live out of your rig for a year while you're waiting for a house to be built. That's wild. Um, I'm gonna have to go back on the Facebook group and go check that out. So 
Appreciate you calling in, brother. Let's get to Kyle in number three. Hey, Benji. This is Jeff Belkins from Mountain Home, Arkansas, and founder of Twin Lakes Overlanding. I just wanted to let everyone know, all your listeners, that uh, we are officially a rigs and coffee a location now in Mountain Home, Arkansas, at Cove Coffee at 714 South Baker Street. I'd love to have uh, some people from Missouri come on down here to Arkansas and Mountain Home and hang out with us sometime. It happens the first weekend of the month, every Saturday from 9 to 11. Thanks, and wanted to know, let you know that I uh, totally enjoy your show and hope to see you guys there soon. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for calling in, brother. Uh, I will make that trip one day. Uh, I think once the smoke settles with uh, everything happening, like October is like crazy busy, busier than I was anticipating. But I think once rendezvous over, um, I think it's going to chill out a lot, um, you know, with trying to do the giveaway thing for the BO hangout and trying to get up uh, our monthly um, um, insider deal sponsors and all that. It really is uh, a lot of work plus moderating and doing the podcast. And all that. I'm just swamped with stuff. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas, the first Saturday of every month. Uh, definitely, I will. I will. You know what, Jeff? I will probably announce one of the months I'll go and uh, see if we can get a bunch of bo people down there and not stink it up. I I like puns and stuff that's funny, but I don't I don't want to be affiliated with people that stink. So, Jeff, appreciate you calling in, brother. Guys, if you're in that area or even want like a weekend getaway, uh, at least swing over there and say hi for a couple hours. So that's cool. Kala number four. Hi, my name is uh, Jeffrey Barrington. I am in the Central Texas area. And my question is uh, a bit long-winded, but I am about to get a new vehicle. I'm in the market for a new daily driver slash overlander slash, you know, something to take the family camping in. Been wanting a forerunner, but they're they're pretty expensive, kind of out of the budget a little bit. So I've been looking instead at Tacomas and possibly Ford Rangers. So I've been I've been seeing all the benefits there. So I guess my question is Tacoma or Ford Ranger. Mm. Thanks. Hey man, appreciate you calling in. Um, well, I think a lot of people are going to know. I'm going to say Tacoma. I think not only for reliability, and I know the Ford guys are going to get mad at me for this thing. So if you're looking at Rangers and the Tacomas, depending on what years, of course. Um, they're going to be pretty close or similar to price in my opinion right now in the market and, and the region that I'm in. Now, if you could find, um, a, a certain year model Ranger, um, there's just pros and cons to them both. So look at, uh, you know, if you, if you guys, I always tell this to people whenever they're looking for a vehicle, especially a used vehicle, um, uh, you know, that's, that's older than like five to eight years older, um, than current, like new, new models. Um, go join a form and not just one form, but multiple forms. And then just kind of like search like pros and cons. Like you'll have to enter, you know, what you're searching and then kind of make your decision from there. So like on, on the motors and stuff, are these pros or cons, you know, or, or like for like third gen forerunners are always like, Oh, change out the lower ball joints. You know, that's kind of a Toyota thing for the IFS anyway. And, uh, you'll get a lot of insight, as to what to to anticipate, you know, whenever you get into that vehicle. Of course, you're wanting to do preventative maintenance as well as, um, you know, making it reliable at the same time if your budget allows uh, for you to do preventable maintenance. But if, if anything, 
kind of go in there and just pros and cons for what people who have owned these things are doing, especially, you know, you could say um, a 2000 Forerunner is awesome. Those are bulletproof. Well, I mean, they are to an extent, but now it being 23 years old or, or somewhere around there, um, you know, there's, there's going to be issues, you know, bushings don't last forever. And especially a low miles vehicle. Don't be fooled by low mileage. Um, if it's a 20 year old vehicle and it's got low mileage, that's kind of a bad sign in my opinion. Uh, you know, in some cases, some of those could be, um, because it's just been sitting forever or there's issues internally anyway. And those people just never drove them or it could be something, um, even further than that, you know, that, 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 sitting that long, you know, can corrode internal parts that aren't being used. And once you fire up your car, you know, now you've got pressure, li- pressure lines that are being pressured that haven't been pressured in forever. So there's pros and cons to that, especially, you know, whenever you're looking at, uh, higher mileage vehicles, um, look for a stack of receipts or maintenance records or something. And especially like if the vehicle inside's clean, you could probably guarantee you that they've taken care of uh, everything that you don't see as far as oil changes, um, you know, repa- replacing parts along the way. But if something's like s- super trashed out inside, guarantee you they didn't spend the 40 bucks or 30 bucks for an old change. Uh, so those are just little tips and tricks, I guess. Uh, you know, most people who have dabbled in older vehicles such as myself, they just kind of learn those along the way. And if anybody, if you ever go buy a car from somebody and they say, I am just trying to be honest with you. They're probably not being honest. Anytime somebody brings up the word honest, they're probably not. Yeah, I just want to be honest with you on this. No, that's just my two cents, folks. Take it for what it's worth, guys. This is going to do it for this show. See you at Rendezvous. And if you want to, share this with a friend and go leave a review, guys. I'm tired of saying this stuff. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm tired, cranky, grouchy old man. I'll see you at Rendezvous. I think that's it. See you guys. Bye-bye.